It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh my God, guys, we just crossed the 100,000 subscriber mark. This is crazy. Thank you so much so much. I'm so super humbled by all of your support. Thank you so much for continuing to support me to be able to do what I love to do and I'm passionate about for a living. And to celebrate this amazing occasion and to give back to the community, I came to the conclusion that I'm nothing without any of you guys. So I thought, what better way to actually celebrate this than to sit down for a conversation with you? Well, five of you guys anyway. So I reached out on Twitter and Telegram for volunteers and basically guys, without any further ado, here are the awesome community members who were gracious enough to sit down with me and to share some of their experiences with the community. All right. Well, uh, my name's Jesse, and uh, I'm a Carolina transplant from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, most of everybody knows me as uh, Mr. Harry Lasagna, and uh, some of the older OGs know me as Mr. Harry Balzagna. Uh, pretty funny uh, how I kind of came into that name. Uh, if, uh, some people remember, especially in the U.S. here, uh, back in the uh, late 90s, uh, we used to have this Columbia House CD uh, where you got 12 CDs for a penny uh, if you like uh, signed up for their club. And uh, essentially, I wasn't 18 yet so I uh, you know found a way to uh, go ahead and fill one of them out and just kind of put the funny name Mr. Harry Balzania on it and sent it in didn't think much of it and then when I received that package with that name written on it I was kind of like okay so this is how it works and uh, realized at that point that you know uh, as far as credit and the system was kind of rigged and not really real you know I kind of broke the facade for me um, uh, many years later, uh, essentially, I'd gotten banned on, uh, you know, Sony, PlayStation, and uh, Xbox Live for the name, and uh, was told that it was not kosher. Uh, so, uh, essentially, uh, trying to come up with something that would be similar that everybody kind of recognized at the same time. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Nine Piece Nuggets was his name. Uh, his girlfriend came up with uh, Mr. Harry Lasagna, and uh, the rest is kind of history. Well, my, uh, my name is Dolly. That's just, that's my nickname. And I'm from Pennsylvania, United States. And um, something about me is uh, my favorite pen is the Pilot G2. Uh, my name is Peter Jenner. And uh, I live in the Blue Mountains, west of Sydney, the beautiful Blue Mountains. I'm in Sydney at the moment um, because I had to be down here for to rehearse a play. Um, so I thought I'd stay overnight. And um, Something interesting about myself, I'm far too old to be in crypto. My sons think I'm an idiot, uh, even though I gave them some Bitcoin. You know, what can you do? You kid, your kids are your kids. You know? You're never too old for Bitcoin. No, I, I agree. You're never too old for Bitcoin. So I'm Trish. I'm from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Um, I, and um, that's where I am at the moment. Um, something fun about me. 
I don't know, I talk constantly about cryptocurrency <laughs> and yep. everyone says I'm really passionate about it. So, you know, I might not talk sense, but at least I talk passionately. That's, that's something. Yeah, I'm young. I'm 24 years old and I'm living near Frankfurt and I studied business administration and I'm currently trying to learn about programming and start to study um, computer science to try to build something on the blockchain. What is your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Don't day trade, folks. <laughs> That's probably the number one uh, biggest mistake I made. Uh, I wasn't terrible at it, um, so it wasn't like an unprofitable mistake. It was more that it just took so much time of my life and so much effort and so much focus. It just kind of drains you in every way. You know, something can kind of drain you even more than you know running your own business in that sense. Um, you know, a, a big mistake while day trading. Uh, is that uh, it's the only time that I've actually uh, burned Bitcoin by sending it to a different chain. So I was, uh, you know, 10, 12 hours into day trading and I was wrapping up and, you know, putting my funds where I needed to for the night. And I was on a decentralized exchange where it auto-populates the last address that you use, no matter what, you know, no matter what uh, asset you're sending. And uh, it populated an address for a different chain entirely. And I sent my Bitcoin to that chain and I burned it. <laughs> it's never coming back. And that would uh, probably be my, uh, my, my biggest mistake. Uh, count, count the chickens before they hatch, so to speak. <laughs> uh, the biggest mistake I've probably made in crypto is uh, FOMOing. Fear of missing out. I've probably lost more money trading on FOMOs than any other way. So uh, yeah, learn don't don't FOMO. Um, get uh, if you're gonna trade. First of all, it's not for everybody, but if you're going to have a strategy and get really mechanical about it, and don't trade on emotions, because you'll get washed out of these markets trading on emotions quicker than anything. Right. Um, well, I haven't made one enormous mistake. I've made lots of little ones. You know, I mean, I did lose fifty bucks on BitConnect. <laughs> you know, uh, um, this is only fifty. Yeah, I suppose the biggest mistake is not dollar cost averaging. Um, uh, I've been to crypto twice. Like I, um, I got in in two thousand seventeen uh, when I got a little bit of money. My, my son introduced me. My son who doesn't believe in Bitcoin said to me, "Was I was upgrading my computer?" He said, "You're not going to buy a decent video card, Dad, because all the Bitcoin miners are buying them all up." All up. And um, I said, oh, Bitcoin miners, Ooh, I've heard of them. Mm. So I looked it up and uh, put a bit of money in. And the end of 2017 was terrific for me because I lived on that. Um, I've recently become unemployed. And, and so, you know, a small amount of money turned into a large amount of money. And I just sort of lived on it for the rest of that year. And then I got some more money last year, June. And June was a bad time to buy because everything was... Um, still a little expensive i guess so um so i just whacked it all in and just went right and buy some bitcoin and buy some of this and buy some of that buy some of that kind of stuff instead of just taking it easy dollar cost averaging by dollar cost average like you know taking your advice taking a lot of other people's advice and dollar cost average and not being so bloody greedy but don't be greedy i guess that's the, the lesson here yeah cool yeah that was a really interesting question i was like um 
because I'm so risk averse and I really like to understand something before I get into it. So I, um, when I, you know, the words biggest mistake kind of sounded really doom and gloomy. And I was like, oh, I haven't really had, you know, horrible um, regrets, you know. So I was like, well, what, what then was, you know, um, the biggest? And I was probably just um, timing of timing of selling tokens, like um, holding my bags as I found they I found out they were called uh, through the top and all the way to the bottom, and then up again, and then and you know and going no, but this is a long term hold. This is a long term hold. I should you know keep a hold of these things and slowly with time learning ah. Uh, no, you're allowed to, you know, sell, take some profit. It's probably most likely going to dip again, you know. So getting used to that, I think. Um, yeah, but there were some really obvious ones that I just, yeah, did not sell at the top at all and wrote it all the way down again. And yeah, but, you know, it's part of the learning experience. Um, my biggest mistake actually was to just follow some random people on the internet and they were shilling like some crazy coins and I was like, okay, I, was, I wasn't educated enough and I was like, okay, this coin has to be, this will be the next big, big Bitcoin thing and I was like, okay, I have to put my money into it and I have to see what's going on there. And as you are, if you're not... Um, educated you just buy and you just hope that it will go up and it plummeted and go insert and didn't search and i was like man i'm not selling and now um i lost all my money and i think this will happen to a lot of people if they don't educate themselves so yeah that's that was actually my biggest mistake i've made so far but you always learn out of it and i try to learn a lot of, from it and yeah. What is your number one piece of advice for investors? Uh, something that you preach constantly, and that's uh, do your diligence, you know, do your own research, uh, really take the time. You don't, there's no need to rush into anything, anything, uh, there's no time limit. You're not going to miss out, you know, if you take an extra week or an extra month or an extra year before you invest in something, uh, you know, and, and not just taking that time, but also, you know, asking the right questions, you know, there's a ton of resources and, you know, working in the space for a while, CEOs are readily available. Everybody wants to hear from you. And if you have a good engaging question and you have a criticism that's, you know, that's founded, uh, you know, they want to hear it. And anybody or any place that you go where you get dismissed, where if you ask a good, well-informed question and, you know, you're not a jerk about it uh, and you get banned or you get silenced or pushed aside is not some place you want to be, you know, that, that gives you everything that you need to know about that project and, and what they're doing. And if they're not willing to hear you out and, and listen to you and respond, uh, then chances are they're not going to be around very long. For new investors, uh, number one piece of advice would be to have strong hands and only do business with other strong hands. And that would be people who are going to appreciate our money in the most literal sense, because there's a difference between selling and spending. 
when you sell, you actually add to the float. And in a small way, you're impacting the price down. And when you trade your Bitcoin for goods and services, especially to someone who's actually going to hold on to it and not sell it, um, that actually reinforces whatever price point you traded for goods and services at. So um, if we all do that, uh, the price will go up. Um, yeah, learn and read. And I was looking at um, an interview with, uh, by Andreas Antonopoulos the other day, and the interviewer was asking him, you know, if people ask you, um, is now a good time to invest in Bitcoin, what do you say? He said, I say, don't, don't, don't buy Bitcoin. Don't, do not buy Bitcoin. Whatever you do, do not buy Bitcoin. He said, go and read, you know, drink from the fire hose. Um, and then when, when you're, when you've learned enough not to ask that question, you know, that's, that is it. You, you've got to learn enough not to, not to want to ask me that question. You've got to, you've got to have the knowledge yourself. So don't invest without the knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah, cool. Um, so I think it'd be like, just get in there. Just, you know, dabble, join an exchange, um, put a little bit of money in there and that whole do not invest more than you can afford. Like seriously, do not invest more than you can afford. Make sure you've got all your money for your bills. And, but still you'll have a little bit of extra cash. Try out crypto, just get in there, I think is, is the number one. Because a lot of people, they'll ask about it and they'll say, you know, I want to try this out. How, what do you recommend? And I'll be like, okay, here's, you know, three exchanges, join these. Then, um, you know, I will totally tutor you through whatever you want. Um, but just that actual joining up seems to be that, that step that, you know, that has all these obstacles around it. So that's why I'm quite enjoying that, you know, some of the developments these days of, of you know, onboarding people in a more easy, convenient, less scary fashion is, you know, becoming a thing. So that's, yeah, so that's cool. Just yeah. get in there is my advice. Yeah, it's basically, because my advice for new investors is basically do your own research learn about the basic mechanisms of blockchain technology and be conscious about the fact that you are now in charge of your money. So there's no bank you can call if something strange is happening to your wallet. There's no emergency hotline if you lose your password or your private key or something like that. And yeah, this on the one side, it brings a lot of responsibilities, but on the other side, it brings a lot of freedom with it. And the freedom thing is that um, you have no central authority that is constantly devaluating your money and printing more and more money into the system. And I think this will bring a lot of value to society. And now is the time to really learn about these things and try to get a piece of the cake if you want. And yeah, you should ask yourself, why am I in for cryptocurrencies? Is it only the fact that I want to make quick money or am I also in to learn about the technology and see what it might bring for society? But for both ways, you should always educate yourself, you know, because if you're not educated, you get easily fooled and scammed and cryptocurrency is the wild, wild west. And there are nearly no regulations, so scammers have a easy game to go under the radar and 
you should always keep that in mind. Yeah. So that's my advice for new people coming in. If you could buy just one altcoin, which would it be and why? Oh, it's it's hard, but it's an easy, you know, choice. Um, you know, I'd, uh, you know, it would be Litecoin. I mean, Litecoin's really, if I had, you know, I've been mining Ravencoin since, you know, March of last year, shortly after the Genesis block. I love Ravencoin, but if I had a gun to my head and I could only choose one coin besides Bitcoin, it would have to be Litecoin. Um, and that's, you know, really strongly based on the development of it, uh, you know, the potential of Lightning Network, uh, you know, the token metrics of the chain as far as, you know, equivalent to Bitcoin, uh, the fair distribution uh, and everything like that. So Litecoin would, would definitely have to be my number one pick for an altcoin. Um, if I could pick only one, it'd be Litecoin. Mm, good old Litecoin. Now, wh what makes you choose Litecoin above any others? Um because uh, really the way I look at crypto right now is it's really early and I think it's just, it's all about the money right now. Like a lot of these other altcoin projects, I've dabbled in them and, and looked at them, but like Bitcoin really seems to be the money. And then Litecoin seems to be maybe like a currency. And something unique about it is it uses the script algorithm instead of SHOF-256. So that makes it different enough from Bitcoin that like the hashing power on the Bitcoin network can't be used to say attack Litecoin. And that can't be said for Bitcoin cash. And another reason for Litecoin is it has the lightning network, atomic swaps. So it could be atomically swapped with Bitcoin. So like I'm a little bit Bitcoin heavy. And I think if if uh, if a coin has operability with Bitcoin, that's probably a good thing. And the uh, transactions for Litecoin are fast and cheap. Like I'd love to say NOS, but you know I can't say that at the moment. But um, now I'd love someone to do a big catch up on where NOS are at at the moment. Hint, hint. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, but for me, I can't go past Chainlink. Because it's just so useful, you know, it makes smart contracts useful. It connects them to data sources, to live data sources, provides end-to-end -end secure um, payment channels. Um, well, it's a great technology, and I'm, no wonder the price is going through the roof because it's just so um, uh, it's got so much utility. Um, so you know. For all, all just smart contracts. What are they without connections to data sources? They're not very they're, smart. That's what they are. Yeah, exactly. Not very smart. So this makes them smart. It, it's, it's great. I love Chainlink. So that's the one I would definitely, I think, if I had to own one, be Chainlink. Ah, right. So I super love Engine. Love Engine. And bought in at the start. Like, that was kind of, yeah really one of the first projects that I really love the community. They were like um, on Telegram and all wherever I encountered them, they, they were respectful, they were kind, the misogyny was just kind of not there. And if it was, it just got like really well dealt with, like in a respectful way and, um, you know, people just being nice about people if someone's being 
rude or disrespectful or something, people dealing with it in a nice way. And I was like, hmm. Um, and so, because that's an important part of a community for me is that, um, that you know, that misogyny is just kind of absent mm. as much as possible. Or oh, sexualization of women, you know, um, uh, even that, you know, and um, and which is why I appreciate Anthony Antonopoulos constantly going, "Hey, I'm not going to this this you know conference because they've got the such and such girls, you know, you know, in their sparkly small clothes and stuff." Which I've got nothing against, <laughs> you know. Yay, sparkly small clothes, but you know, it's the sexualization of women, and you're a woman, and you go along, and suddenly there's that yeah vibe in the air i don't i really can't cannot handle that so um anyway i've just gone on a rant about misogyny and <laughs> women in the industry but um yeah engine so so many reasons why i like engine i mean they're innovative and the fact that they um they got developers excited interested creating things early They've got a brilliant wallet. It is so super secure and interface is so intuitive and it works. You know, it doesn't just go, oh, sorry, we're, you know, little circle. We're just having, try, you know, reboot. Never, never happens. You go to pay for something, boom. Works every time. Um, so anyway, um, what else? Yeah, great, great community devs. They work with gaming, which is great for you know um, adoption and getting people involved. The 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 minting, I I think that's great. The artifact minting, where they'll have an object and then they will have the engine stuck in there so that it has uh, the engine value, the engine's integrated, but it's got this amazing, cool invention, this artifact in there. I think that's just brilliant. Um, yeah, and also the, I guess cross platforming. I don't know. It's not really the the, the multiverse. The yeah. you know that's across it. many games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm currently super excited about next with the Nash Exchange. I don't. I heard you sometimes talking about it already. And yeah, it's next and Nash because they try to distribute finance to everyone. You have like border, borderless investment possibilities and they are trying to build a non-custodial exchange. So you are always in control of your funds and you don't have like things like some wrap BTC or something like that. You will be able to trade the real BTC on that decentralized exchange. And yeah, there are many excited things about Nax actually. And some of them are like, they try to close this gap, the gap between the crazy unregulated crypto space and the legal side that we have already in place. And they try to acquire like trading licenses for banking for for securities even. And next is even the first security token in Europe and maybe all over the world. I don't know. And I see the security market to be similar to the ICO markets back in 2016 and 17. And I think this will that we have like a big market in front of us, and I see Next really paving the way to be like the go-to exchange to trade securities in the future. And I'm really excited about this. And even if you look at the team, they are super good about the things they are doing. And yeah, they always try to be as transparent as they can be. And I really like how they work. Yes, and that's why. I'm super bullish about Next now. 
What worries you the most right now in the crypto scene? Uh, what worries me the most? Just, um, you know, the, the bad actors, you know, the, the toxic, uh, you know, communities, uh, you know, just the, the, the lack of diligence that people are doing when they come in, you know, they just, uh, and I was the same way in the beginning, you know, I saw, you know, what drew me in, you know, seeing the potential for, you know, financial uh, freedom, you know, and that's, that's a huge thing. But with that comes a lot of people out there that are just waiting to, to take advantage of you, you know, they're waiting. Uh, and it's not just, you know, scammers that are trying to get you to give up your private keys, or, you know, it's not just an exchange that gets hacked and closed and you lose all your funds you know it's projects full-on projects that are you know uh, making this facade that they are something that they are completely not and they're getting a lot of really good people and a lot of money you know put in their hands uh that should never be there in the first place so you know uh, you know security isn't a problem when it comes to the actual chains you know as far as bitcoin and sending but as far as having some way for people to verify uh you know uh, legitimacy of something uh, is, is a big concern you know i know we have uh, you know the eth scam database is a great you know way uh, to, to look at a lot of that and, and find the phishing and you know that kind of stuff but for the most part there's really not uh, any one you know uh, one-stop shop where people can kind of say okay well you know you know i know i trust this you know to tell me uh you know if this is legit or you know how long this has been operating for or you know where who where the business is registered you know so on and so forth and, and having that all you know together uh, is a big thing you know um within crypto itself uh, i think what really worries me is a lot of the tribalism around it um everyone's got their favorite coin and their coin is better and i have a suspicion that a lot of people haven't actually done their research and uh, like I just it just kind of worries me that we we kind of have a an opportunity and we could ruin it for ourselves it won't be an outside force it won't be government regulation or anything like that it'll, it'll, be, it'll be us squabbling amongst ourselves and you know then like people aren't gonna want to be interested in this stuff like I'm kind of happy that like all these forks and things happened in the bear market because if like this would have been going on whenever things were getting hyped I just think it it really would have confused a lot of people and scared a lot of people off so I kind of look at it like the the crypto world like aired its dirty laundry during the bear market while no one was looking Fat, I mean the, what they call the financial action task force proclamations Mm. Uh, the probably. FATF, yeah, those, those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great little acronym, that isn't it? The FAT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what in particular worries you about the FATF regulations? Um, uh, the fact that we, what's it, what's it called? The travel rule. Mm. Um, uh, the fact that we have to, um, you know, that exchanges are going to have to give customer information, uh, you know, to government agencies, banks, whatever they have to give them to. Um, um, yeah, basically that, you know, that we're going to lose, lose privacy. I mean, we're losing privacy. I mean, the whole reason we're in this crypto business and the, to begin with is to try and get some privacy. That's one of the reasons, I guess. I 
tend to avoid projects that I perceive go against my ethics. Mm. And like, so USDT, there's so much pressure for me to use USDT and I just really don't like it. I just think it's just a bit of BS. And, um, but you know, it's being used and that's just how it is. And so that cryptocurrency, this, this, it's not a sector, this um, industry for me represented a a huge amount of innovation. And I enjoyed that innovation because it gave me freedom to choose what went with my ethics. And it gave me the freedom to work from home and all sorts of things. And and I, I don't like that I'm being funneled in a certain way by the major exchanges or even by smaller indie platforms that are going, well, it's safe if we use this because the bigger programs are propping it up and, um, it, you know, we won't, we won't have to worry about that part. We can just use USDT. It's fine. You know? And I'm like, no, it's not fine. It's not fine. It's a systemic <laughs> risk to the entire ecosystem. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, so, um, so that's probably something that worries me is just the reliance being funneled into being reliant on some trusting trusting something that i don't trust in the environment that's meant to be trustless i don't like it so yeah yeah what worries me the most is like it it has nothing to do with the crypto space right now it's more like the financial establishment you know because the i think the financial establishment will do something crazy or they will try to occupy crypto in some way. Because if you look at the banking system and the financial system, there was no competition for like 200 years. And with money, you have power. And if you control money, you have even more power and you basically control society. And I don't think they will give up this right without fighting. And Maybe they will implement some national currencies to be able to spy on people or to, or to block them from trading, or they will try to occupy exchanges to block some people out of the investment schemes, uh, investment um, possibilities. And yeah, the current system is, uh, the monetary system is designed to crash our fiat money system. And it's an important time to learn about the monetary system. And I think that a lot of, or, or most of fiat currencies will face hyperinflation, hyperinflation. Because if you print money into the um, stock and you keep printing money and money over and over again, and you even keep printing a larger amount every time you do this, you know, people, the money will hyperinflate. And we have seen this in South America. We have seen this in Africa already. And I think this will even face Europe or North America or Australia in some way in the future. And if people lose money, they get angry. And if we look back in history, the last time hyperinflation happened, you know, this results in some wars or something like that. And I hope I'm wrong about that, but I I also see the danger, you know. What is the thing that makes you the most excited about cryptocurrencies? 
the pure potential. I mean, just just overall the potential of, of of Bitcoin, you know, specifically not just you know cryptocurrency, but but Bitcoin itself uh, being you know a borderless, you know, uninterruptible, immutable, decentralized, secure means of transacting with anybody from anywhere in the world without any intermediaries uh, whatsoever is is a very you know exciting and powerful thing. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are focused on the price, and, and I was in the beginning as well, you know. Uh, but once you kind of really settle in and get past that, you know, Lambo phase and, and things like that, you really see the long-term potential that, that Bitcoin has for my children's children children in that sense. You know, there's, a, uh, there's really not been ever a time in the history of this world um, where there's been a way to really have financial freedom and own the money uh that that you that you make uh you know and then every single generation before us you know there's been no way out you know you were stuck with with the banking system you were stuck with what you had and and you had to work within those means and this is the first time we can kind of we can uh build our own tracks you know and go anywhere that we want and send money to whoever we want whenever we want and there's nobody to stop us or tell us we're not allowed to um i think it's our, our chance to really unite the world um i think uh crypto can really be used to be a uniting force and we can claim our monetary sovereignty with this but um we gotta all work together and I think uh, another great thing about crypto is, you know, this, this could be the separation of uh, money and state. And what that'll do is that'll provide a check on government where they're actually going to have to work for the people again. Because if, if we don't like what the government is doing with the currency system, we have a place to opt out to now. So they have to get in line and start serving the people again, or we'll opt out. Uh, increase community awareness, I guess. Um, you know, uh, what the Libra thing got me a bit excited because, you know, that was something that people were saying, well, that's, um, it's sort of give legitimacy to the whole space. Um, and as I see, you know, that's, the space gains legitimacy, it gains users, um, is you know as we move away from this whole idea that it funds illegal activity to the idea that it um, provides um, you know peer-to-peer -peer money transfer for people and banking the unbanked all that stuff it's all exciting um, uh, yeah I mean the whole space is exciting it's it's really interesting and it's early days as everybody says it's really early days and um, and the potential for uh, um, financial freedom for the world I mean I'm a bit of an activist I'm a bit of a lefty activist you know and um, I always look at the uh, potential to for social change with crypto for financial change for social change social revolution financial revolution bring down the banks which is the ultimate dream of course isn't it yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. um one thing that um i do really like about cryptocurrencies is the idea the idea that they are useful for the dispossessed you know um and that despite sanctioning 
that is just so inhumane so often. Um, people who have nothing to do with the, the macro or the meta um, negotiation, fighting, you know, treaties, uh, import, export, blah, 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 that the big gunners are trying to sort out for themselves, for the people um, that they're meant to be, that are inside, in, 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 captured within their nature, nation state. Um, despite whatever they do, people that they're trying to persecute are going to be able to, if they have a mobile phone that can access satellites, they're going to be able to, you know, and even indirectly access satellite data. They're going to be able to still be able to purchase resources that they may need. And, and especially when it's like at critical emergency, national uh, you know, natural disaster times, that sort of thing, when you get minorities, the, you just get groups of people that someone wants to oppress, um, oppressed. At those times, cryptocurrency appears and can, you know, do some good. And, and that's, that's, you know, what people need when they need it most. That's, you know. Yeah, it's actually the big playing field of ideas. You know, Pandora's box is open and the Bitcoin box is open for over 10 years now and it is working. And the idea of decentralization and freedom of money is capturing the world right now. And with this, borderless innovation is taking place. You know, people from Australia, people from Europe, people from South America, from North America, they all can be part of this innovation and of this development. And, you know, you have so many different projects out there and so many different platforms and coins. And on the customer side, you can basically choose whatever technology fits you most. You just have to educate yourself and learn about these things. And yeah, that's what makes me most um, bullish about this whole crypto space. Because yeah, it's it's like a new generation of money and a new, it, it can change society forever. And people just need to start learning about these things. Yeah. Who have you been telling about cryptocurrencies? And what do they say? I tell anybody that, that, that listens, you know, I, uh, I wear a lot of, you know, merch. Uh, you know, I wear the, you know, I am Satoshi Nakamoto shirts a lot and a Bitcoin, you know, big Bitcoin logo, you know, baseball caps and, and things like that. So I, I'll, I'll get that engagement from the random person. Like if I'm in the farmer's market or something, someone will just like, be, you know, tap me on the shoulder and be like, nice shirt, you know, but when I want to like, and I'm like, oh, you know, like I want to engage and talk, they're kind of like, oh, you know, I'm my friend and I just know. And it's like, so I can still feel how far away, you know, it, it is as far as mass adoption goes. Um, and the people that I do get that engagement with and start talking to, um, you know, they're still kind of, uh, it's hard to, you know, get that real engagement from somebody just within a few moments. So it's really hard to, to convey everything, you know, really what Bitcoin is, what Bitcoin means, what Bitcoin could be, uh, you know, within that, that, that elevator pitch, you know, you can uh, let people know, you know, and, and kind of give them an idea that they didn't know it's a ledger, you know, it's an accounting ledger essentially, uh, just like, uh, you know, any other accounting ledger, except for, you know, it can't be fudged. Uh, nobody can move funds that don't exist and, and so on and so forth. So they understand the basics. But when you get into, you know, mining and rewards and you get into, you know, distribution and, you know, as far as, um, 
you know, having something that, uh, you know, is deflationary as far as inflationary, then you find yourself having to really explain to people how banks work and how banking works, you know, and that's like a whole nother beast in itself, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's great. And I get some great engagements with a lot of people, you know, I have a lot of family members that I've brought into the fold that are happy and are, you know, didn't go nuts and just put everything on, you know, something, but, you know, they're DCAing and they're, you know, invested and they're, they're happy to be in the space. So it's, uh, so it's great. I get I get positive. I've, I've yet to meet somebody who was like, "Oh, Bitcoin, that crap," you know. Like, <laughs> so that hasn't happened yet. Because then I'd be like, "Oh, you must not know about Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, you must have been talking to your uh, your J.P. Morgan uh, broker about it uh, this week." Huh? <laughs> and seriously, my dad went into his Chase broker and uh and he was going to invest you know a little bit of money and and the guy as soon as he brought up the word bitcoin the guy was like that's not a regulated <laughs> he's like well no crap <laughs> means you can't tax it right you can't <laughs> take a cut right and the guy just completely shut him down so yeah it's it's still you know there's still this disconnect going on but but yeah, great, great engagements with a lot of great people, definitely. And including, you know, yourself, uh, you know, all the people in the channel and, you know, all the people interacting with onion.io and, you know, there's just tons of great resources to, to have those conversations. But as far as, you know, having them in the real world with people who aren't, you know, no coiners, you know, it's, uh, it's, they're, they're hit and miss. Um, well, I, I've told my friends and family, of course, but outside of that, really the, the only person I've ever really mentioned it to is my dentist. And I did not tell him about Denticoin either. <laughs> uh, and has, has your dentist bought crypto since then? No, he hasn't. But the, the funny thing was he was familiar with the Mises Institute. And, uh, I'm, you know, Bitcoin, hard money, sound money. I'm, I'm an Austrian scholar, I guess you'd say. I... I just yeah. I like the way they think, I guess. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe but, next time you go to the dentist, you can talk him into uh, taking Bitcoin as payment. <laughs> uh, I I could try, but I think it might be a tough sell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I really don't want to give up any of my Bitcoin. I mean, other, other 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 than just you know to to support the community and just spread the word, but is I I mean, I'm I'm hodling. I mean, Gresham's Law right now. Yeah, I've been. Um... Uh, talking to a lot of my activist friends about it, uh, and, and they ask very intelligent questions, and some of them I, I struggle to answer. Um, in fact, one last night um, asked me, what did he say? He said, uh, uh, it was about Julian Assange, and he said, do, do I think the government is trying, will hack Julian Assange's Bitcoin? Um, uh, and I said, they can't really hack his, you know, his private keys, but I can. Um, he said, "Well, torture. They can torture him and get his keys from him." And I said, "Well, I don't know. What do you think about that?" I mean, yeah. it depends on how how he's got them stored and if he's even in control of those private keys at the moment, right? It may have been yeah. passed off to WikiLeaks. And if he is in yeah, control that... of them, then he's probably got them encrypted on some kind of file somewhere, or maybe he just yeah. memorized the code in his head. Yeah, maybe you memorize it, his seed keys or something. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Assange did say. You have a lot of time sitting seven years in an embassy. I'm sure you can remember a, you know, yeah. a private key in that time. Mate, I stood outside that embassy with my WikiLeaks t shirt on. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, another friend of mine, um, 
who's a real geek. He's a real uh, programming lead for a number of big software companies. And I've been talking to him about Bitcoin on and off, but he's out in Australia at the moment from England and staying with me. And he's, I've managed to turn him around and now he's, he's really interested in the space. He doesn't want to work in the space as a developer, but he um, is very interested in Bitcoin. And he even said to me the other day, he's trying to talk his boss into paying him in Bitcoin. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, I recently went to a, a meetup um, at Women in Blockchain, and um, which is great because it's a safe space, you know, um, for females. And um, you don't get like there's other meetups as well that are, are, are male based, but they can, you know, have little flare ups of accidental misogyny or sexualization of females, which are often quashed very quickly and 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 nicely but they still exist so anyway i was super happy uh that there was a women in blockchain event recently um anyway so at this um meetup there was just um it was just so nice to be able to talk to other people who were in the know or that were um interested enthusiastic wanted to find out that were just open you know um so when when I introduce myself to new people, which for some reason I have been doing a lot of lately, um, they'll go, oh, what do you do? And I'll go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really into cryptocurrency, da, da, da. And, um, and then they'll, they'll weirdly ask about my personal wealth. Like, oh, so did you make a ridiculous amount of money during the 17, 18, you know? Um, and expect me to answer and um or um oh oh so trading um takes a lot of startup capital to you know right you know expecting me to kind of talk to them about what i hold or how much money i have where like you don't just meet a stranger and ask about their personal finances but people seem to do this and it's been happening a fair bit recently and the other the other thing that um, I'm getting is I, I'm not getting the fear reactions that I that I was getting. Like um, closer to the the seventeen eighteen, um, I was getting a lot of ooh cryptocurrency. Like literally, people retracting in fear. You know. Um, you just you know whole body reactions. Oh my god, my friend of a friend lost half their house or my friend invested $50,000 and lost it all. And I was like, well, that was a bit silly, but you know, um, and it's hard because, you know, people know people or they feel like connected to those people that they're talking about. And I'm like, but in normal investment, you wouldn't jump in on a, on a, you know, super almost vertical bull rate. You, you just wouldn't, invest after a, a you know super crazy hyper mania bull run had initiated that's just bad investment you know no matter what asset class you're looking at so i initially was going well that's a bit stupid of them <laughs> and then and then it's like oh no you got to be like um you know these are people that people care about you can't just you know say oh well Ha-ha, those people were stupid and they lost heaps of money. Oh. So it, that, anyway, 
that was a total tangent. Um, so recently, anyway, I've noticed I'm not getting that giant fear response and I'm getting people kind of, yeah, just kind of either asking way too personal <laughs> questions about my finances and investment habits or um, just kind of saying some random thing that they might, that they might know about uh, that's not necessarily like, yeah, just not getting as much engagement on the topic. Yeah, I'm talking literally to everyone about crypto. With my, yes, yes. <laughs> with my family, with my friends, with my colleagues at work, with random people at the train station when I'm waiting for my train. And yeah, uh, at first I was always this crazy guy that is talking about some internet money and it seemed like a big scam and I don't see it myself, but I think that it's now changing and people start realizing that the real scam is actually this, <laughs> yeah, our dollars <laughs> and euros and that's the biggest shitcoin out there and people start to learn about this and I always try to tell them, look at our how our monetary system works and what benefits we are actually getting by adopting like decentralized solutions to it and I don't try to shill them like Bitcoin and say to them like in two years you'll be super rich and you don't have to work anymore. I always try to tell them, look, our monetary system is about to crash. We have a lot of indi indicators for that. And now in the first time in history, we have a, we have a solution to um, go out of the system and have like an opportunity to save our money. And that's what I'm always trying to tell my friends, my family, and I see it changing. People start asking me, hey, Jan, can you help me? Can you show me how can I store my Bitcoin safely? How can I, is this project good? How does the blockchain work and something like that? And yeah, I'm, I see a lot of change going on right now, and I hope that this will continue, yeah, basically, yeah. Thank you so much to Jesse, Dolly, Peter, Trish, and Jan for putting their hands up and being willing to come out here and put themselves on camera to have a conversation with the community. It's seriously awesome, guys. So thank you so much. And to everyone else, I would love to hear your opinions as well. So feel free to answer any of the questions that I asked here down below in the comment section or feel free to share any other wisdom that you have gained during your investing journey. I'd love to hear about it long live hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The blockchain. You guys are awesome. And peace out till next time. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.